Welcome to Hashtags and Stilettos with Sakita Holly, the podcast that's like having your own personal publicist in your pocket, sharing business, lifestyle, and PR tips on demand. This is episode 11, five thoughts after five years in business. So I usually don't date my podcast when I'm talking, but today is January 1st, 2016, And it marks the start of my fifth year as a full-time entrepreneur. I feel, one, I feel like the time has just, like, where has the time gone? It's passed so quickly. But then I feel really, really grateful to have reached this milestone. And I wanted to share some of my experiences and my reflections with you. And I mean, there's so much to talk about. So what I'm going to do is I'll share five reflections five mistakes or lessons learned, and then I'll share five things that I'll be focused on for the next five years. So the first reflection is really like how I started out, how I quit um, in order to launch House of Success PR full-time. So what many people don't know is that prior to going full-time, this whole concept of House of Success PR, I actually started uh, probably, I had the thought before the start of my sophomore year at Howard University, and that was after doing a summer of uh, PR work and internships, and I kind of knew, I was like, okay, this is definitely something that I want to do, I want to pursue, and I've always been entrepreneurial, but once I kind of, once it clicked for me, I said, okay, this is it. So I had been freelancing through college, getting as much experience as possible, doing all these internships, and then after college, I went and worked in PR. I was one of those lucky people that got a job in their field. My major was PR, my minor was entrepreneurship, so I was like right on track. I went and worked at a Fortune 100 company in global communications. It really wasn't in the field that I was really interested in. So about it was about close to the two-year mark um, at the company, and I was just like, I am miserable. I don't want to be here. You know, the good thing is I did like the people that I worked with, so that was kind of the savings grace. But I remember getting on that train every day feeling like, I'm dying. Like, I don't want to do this. Why am I doing this? And I was just like, listen, I'm in my early 20s. Let me just quit. Let me, because if I fail, then I could just jump right back into the job market really quickly, you know, without any, you know, real damage done. So I was super broke, but I set a quit date. Six months in advance, I didn't tell anybody because I knew that if I, people knew how I was feeling, but if I told people, okay, I'm quitting my job this day, somebody was going to either intentionally try and talk me out of it or say something that would have made me second guess myself. So I kept this secret, this quit date secret for six months. And my goal was to try and save money, try to drum up some business. But the reality is, you know, in a field like PR, and I was very transparent with some of the clients that I did work with while I was uh, still fully employed, um, they wanted my full attention. So I worked on like some quick turnaround projects, some events, but they were clear about not really hiring me or my firm for a long-term assignment or a long-term 
project until I was available, you know, and to them that meant leaving my job. So I quit and I had zero clients. I had a teeny, 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 tiny 401k that I cashed out. And when I say teeny, tiny, I mean barely covered a month's worth of bills or something. And I had maybe like a month's salary, not salary, a month's um, worth of expenses, uh, money for expenses saved up and what I thought was one more check. And that was it. Like I had 30 days to like pound the pavement and cold call to try and get business. And I was able to secure a client um, probably before February hit. Um, But it wasn't enough money to cover. I mean, it didn't even put a dent in my expenses. Like it was a teeny tiny retainer. And I was just like, what am I going to do? But here I am five years later, I made it work. And um, I'm going to come back to that first year, but I really just wanted to say, like, this is how I quit. This is how I started out. Um, So the next thought, and this is something I've been talking about a lot with people that I know is, you know, looking back, would I have made the same choices? Would I have quit the job? Oh, I also left a five-figure what would have probably been a five-figure bonus on the table, and all of my coworkers at the time thought I was crazy. I was. You have to be. And because if they gave me that money, I was probably still going to be there. Because you, you giving me money like this? Well, let me just sit my little butt right back in this cubicle and do what you tell me to do. But I left it on the table because I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to do that. So looking back, I it had to happen the way that it happened. It had to be as rough as it was because I would have never been able to save enough money, right? I would have never been able to line up the types of clients that I wanted to line up that would have, you know, given me a cushion. It just wasn't going to happen. So it, you know, in retrospect, in hindsight, I did what I had to do. And if I was in that situation, again, if I had to go back to those days, I would have still left that company because even as I look for other employment opportunities, I didn't want to work anywhere else. Like there was some great stuff out there, but I really wanted to see I really wanted to put a bet on myself and say, can I do this? If I if I can, it'll work out. If I can't, mm, you know, I need to just go get another job. I'm talented enough to work for somebody. Let me see if I can work for myself. So looking back, I would have definitely still made the same decision. So let's the third reflection that I want to talk about is that first year. My God, my God. That first year was so hard. Like, I have never been so poor in my life. There were moments, and I tell people this all the time, but there were moments when my dog had more food than me. And I would be looking at her dish like, yo, slide over, because I'm about to be down there with you. Like, this is what it's come to. And there was times when I had peanut butter and jelly, but no bread. So here I am with a finger in in the jar, like, okay, well, we're going to have a finger jelly butter sandwich, because what else are you going to do? 
And even though it was difficult during that first year, I didn't have any ego. And I was like, look, I need to go and try and get a part-time job. I figured that I could go Times Square or somewhere and become a waitress. I've waitressed in the past through college, high school, whatever. And to make some money, you know, some additional cash to pay my bills uh, at night while I work on my dream of, of growing this PR firm during the day. And it's so crazy that every time, this is when ESPN Zone was still around. I had worked at ESPN Zone in DC when I was at Howard, and I felt like I know the system, I can get a referral, let me go and apply for a job. I went down there so many times, and they kept saying, no, we're not hiring, we're not hiring, we're not hiring. And I went to, you know, pretty much every restaurant in the area, and wasn't getting anywhere. And with ESPN Zone in particular, that's really where I wanted to work. And I kept going and I was like, oh, this is so frustrating. And then probably a few weeks later, I saw the news that ABC, which owns ESPN Zone and ESPN, was closing all of the ESPN Zone locations except for the one in uh, California. And I took that as a sign saying, you need to focus on this dream. You need to just focus because there was a reason that that did not happen. I also applied for, you know, uh, a job at Zara working at night like in a stock room and they did call me back but it was like every single time I went out pounded the pavement tried to get a regular part-time job I would get a tiny breakthrough or a tiny window in terms of a new client or a new assignment or project that brought in a little bit of money to get me to that next point but there were there were multiple months during that first year that I could not pay my rent. I had to pick and choose based on the tiny income that I got, what bills am I going to pay? So it came down to you need to pay the bills that will allow you to run your business. You need to keep your phone on. You need to make sure your cable and internet is working so that you can get on the internet and do the things that you need to do. Like it, it came down to, okay, what what can suffer right now and what can't suffer? Like, these are the things that need to be paid so that I can do my business. And that's just the way it is. And so the next, I don't want to stay too long on that, but just know that first year was insane. So the fourth reflection is, and this is super, super key, work on projects that I believe in that are run by people that I like. And you, you're, when you first meet somebody or are introduced to somebody in a business setting, you, you won't know, you know, it takes a while to get to know somebody, like, do I really like them? But you have to trust your gut and you have to trust your instinct. And people give all vibes, like, and that's that whole energy thing. But go with that. If you get a negative feeling, don't do it. Because a lot of people like to say, oh, it's not personal, it's just business. That's bullshit. Like business is personal when it comes to no matter what type of business you're doing, it is personal, especially in terms of PR, because like people pay me for my thoughts. People pay me for my expertise. People pay me for my time. All three of those things that I just mentioned, that's personal. And when it comes to and when you're working with people and you're trying to help them grow their business or move a project forward, that's something that means a ton to them. And that's personal for them as well. And also when it comes to money, 
I, I don't care what anybody says. It's personal because if you can't pay your bills, it, it stops being about business real quick, don't it? Yeah, exactly. So it's so important going forward that, and not just for me, but for you too, I know if you're working somewhere, you don't really have too much um, say-so on what you get to work on, but when you do get to choose, choose wisely. And then the fifth reflection, and this is this is another major thing, it is so important to have a strong support system. I am still kind of building that support system, but I have some some key people that have, I mean, their presence, their existence in my life during these last five years has been tremendous. Like it's kept me afloat, um, talking to them, getting advice from them and really just having them encourage me and remind me who I am. That's the, that's that is important because when you're in the trenches and when you're in a dark time or when you have this cloud over you, it's, it's very easy to forget what you're made of. It's very easy to forget who you are, right? And you need people to be a mirror for you sometimes and to hold that mirror up and say, yo, did you, you forget? Like, this is who you are. This is what you do. You're built for this. This is, you know what you're doing, like to remind you. And then with that, when you have a support system, you have to do one of two things. Teach them how to support you or tell them, hey, this is what I need from you. Can you help me in this area? Um, can you support me this way? And then get out the way and let them do it. Let them support you. That's something that I've had to learn and it's something that I'm still learning. Like, I don't think I'll ever get to a place where I'm like, okay, I I got it. Um, That's a goal for me, but allowing the people that are in your life to support you in the way that they can and in a way that that is as close to how you want it, you have to allow that um, to happen. Because especially the, the biggest thing for me was my mental health. Like before doing a business and really if we go back to like 07 when my great grandma passed, like I never experienced um, or it wasn't at the forefront of my mind that this is what I was experiencing. I've never experienced like anxiety. I never experienced depression like in a way in the ways that I've experienced it as an entrepreneur and I wasn't ready. Like, I was not ready for the toll that that takes. So that, you know, having a support system to help you get through those moments, whoo, so, 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 so invaluable. So the next part is I want to go and talk about some of the mistakes that I made and the lessons that I've learned. So I'm going to share five of my top mistakes or lessons over the last five years. So the first lesson or mistake was not being on a scene, right? And I've never been one of those people that needed to be in the mix. Like, I don't need to be on every red carpet, every happy hour, every launch party, etc. But it matters to people, right? And I deliberately chose to not even play that game or participate in that scene because I didn't want to. I didn't, I didn't want to go out and do 
some of these industry things, but perception is reality. And if people don't see you, if you're not right in front of them, if you're not, you know, doing a dance to get their attention, then you're you're not on their mind. Like out of sight, out of mind is very, very real. And there have been times when I've chosen to go to certain events or do certain things and that yielded eventually some type of business transaction or relationship. So right then and there, it tells me, okay, this is a valuable thing that I need to be doing. I just didn't do it. Just didn't do it. So that's something that I definitely need to look at as I go forward. Like I need to to go out more. I need to put myself on a scene in terms of industry stuff. And you may feel the same way. Like you don't want to be, you know, out and, and about, but it matters to certain people. And it possibly matters to the people that are out there who would love to give you their money. So, you know, there are certain games that we may not be interested in, but if it's a game that will get get you to the money, you might want to consider playing it. And that's something that I'm going to be looking at closely in terms of what's next. Um, another mistake or, or a business lesson is I didn't really have an aggressive business development strategy. And this is kind of like, it's it's so surprising that I was able to make it to five years because you know, initially I had to cold call. I had to like bang on doors and say, hey, this is what I have to offer. This is the value that I can add to your business. I can help you reach these business goals. Would you like to work with me? But then, you know, I got lucky and started getting referrals. So from existing clients or from people in the industry that, you know, could vouch for my work. And I allowed that to be it. I allowed that to be business development. I was turning down a lot of opportunities, but I and I was per- also pursuing opportunities as well, but not nearly as aggressive as I should um, should have been doing. And that's crazy because it's like business development is the lifeblood, lifeline of any business. You have to be constantly selling. And that's that's something that was missing. Um, and I was okay with the slow growth because I wanted to, you know, I carried a handful of accounts at a time, at any one time, and that was okay. That worked for me. But it's like that that can't be the case going forward in terms of not having that aggressive business development strategy. So that was a big mistake. The third big mistake, not asking for help. Like, I'm not, the, if you know me in any on any level, I, I don't complain. Not, you know, publicly or not even to the people that know me. You know, I'm not a big complainer. I'll say, here's what's going on, or I'll describe a situation, and then you may never hear about it again. That doesn't mean I'm not going through it. It doesn't mean I couldn't use, you know, some assistance in this area or that area, but I just never really complained, and I've never asked for help, which is crazy. This business or anything in life, you cannot do it by yourself, You know, and I'm not talking about hiring people because I've done that. I've hired people. I've worked with interns and contractors on different projects. But in terms of just little things or or using the network that I've built and cultivated, I just haven't done it. And and meanwhile, I throw myself out there to help other people, but I've never really asked for that in return. 
huge mistake. Use your network. Use your network. Not I'm, And when I say use your network, I mean if you've really spent time cultivating relationships and giving to people, not just taking, then you have permission to use your network. But if you have, if you're a taker, you might need to rethink that a little bit. And then another, the fourth mistake or lesson is that I haven't done the best job of showing or promoting my work, which is crazy because I'm a publicist. I do PR. I do, you know, I, this isn't, this is my ministry, right? But it's, it's, it goes back to that not being on the scene or, you know, I never wanted to say, you know, be one of those person, people, sorry, that's like, here's my work. Here's my work. Here's what I did. This is what I did. Y'all like that? Y'all like this? Like, I, I can't, <laughs> but it's like, you have a business, if you have a business, you are obligated. You have an obligation to your business, to your clients, to your employees, your interns, your whoever, that you need to be out there promoting that business. You need to be talking about the wins. You need to be talking about the results. And that's not something that I did well or on any kind of consistent level. You know, people would see stuff here and there, but it's like, I, you can't assume that people know what's going on. You have to get on that stage, the proverbial stage, and shout it. You have to share it, shout it, promote it. Um, and, and that's like, that's key. And then the, the fifth mistake and lesson is not knowing my worth. And it's not so much not knowing it, it's not trusting the value and the worth that I know I possess and getting paid what that value should command and that worth should command. And I talked about that a little bit in my last uh, podcast, episode 10, which was about negotiating. And that's important. Like, I know the the expertise that I bring to the table, and I also know what that's worth. I also know what that's worth to businesses, and I'll be damned if I'm about to play the game where I'm like, oh, no, you can, you can pay me in gum to get this work. No. No, you can't. You can't. So stop. <laughs> and that and that is kind of I'm gonna I'm just leave that there. But please go listen to episode ten on the, on my negotiating fails if you haven't already. It's a gem. And I'm gonna close this this last part out quickly. It's it's just five things that are on my mind for business for the next five years. So the first one, live more. That's one of the biggest lessons I've learned in this past year. 2015, I traveled more than I've ever traveled before. I really gave myself permission to enjoy the fruits of my labor. I, I gave myself permission to breathe and enjoy life. And that's what I want to do. I want to live. I don't want to just be alive. I want to live. And I don't want to just be an entrepreneur. I don't want to just be any one thing. Like, I want to be whatever. I feel like being that day. I want to allow myself to really, you know, live a full life. And that was a that was a major lesson that I learned over the past 
year and going into this next era of my business and my life, I want to live more. Um, I also want to trust myself and my instincts and go for it. Like I get all these hunches and I, I see things and I'm like, I'll point them out. Okay, here's a void here. This needs to happen there. But then I don't go for it. So I want to trust myself and my instincts and go for it. Third, I want to invest, continue to invest in self-care, my health and wellness. I want to continue to travel. I want to continue to get up and go to the spa when it's that time when I need to just go get a massage or, you know, just do something for me. And I want to make more memories with the people that I love. I also want to hustle harder. I want to make this year and every year after it my most profitable years. Like there's so much we're leaving on the table, not just money, but opportunities and just projects that would really be fulfilling to me. And I want to go get it. Let's get it. Like that's really what I want to do. And then the fifth thing that I'm thinking about for the next five years is I really want to just leave that blank because we can plan, but God lasts. So I want to stay open to the possibilities of life. Like I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what this year or the next year holds. So I just really want to be open and nimble enough to go with the flow. So again, thank you for listening and check out hashtags and stilettos.com for the show notes. And you'll also find all my contact information there. But if you have a quick thought, you can always tweet me at Miss Success, M-I-S-S Success. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.